0: late lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda and Dundalk the March sales event is now on offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range offer ends March 30th so call into Blackstone Motors Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is
2: you're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots of chat coming up and we will be paying a visit, a few visits actually, during the afternoon to a wonderful event going on in Trim. Yes, there are students from all over County Mead presenting great business ideas and there will be winners there today for sure. Helena Mullen's there for us and we'll be joining her and the Roadcaster crew in a wee while. First up today, it's one of our regulars. I'm delighted to welcome her back to the show. Sandra is here from Globe Travel, so if you have no plans or nothing in the pipeline, listen up. Sandra, great to see you Good again. Good afternoon,
3: Gerry, great to see you.
2: No, I have to start with Boeing and uh, the problems with the 737 MAX 8 planes. Mm. They're all grounded all over the world over the at world. this stage. Yeah, yeah. Is it causing difficulties for you and people in the business?
3: Okay, well, you know, there's a situation where there's a huge shortage of aircraft now with some airlines. In particular, the likes of Norwegian who were flying the transatlantic route from Ireland. They've replaced the 737 MAX with the Dreamliner, which is good news, but it caused chaos and a backlog for the few days. There will be obviously um, some cancellations of services where they had maybe two services a day that will maybe go down to one. And flights like uh, Providence, Rhode Island, they probably will reduce that down maybe to three or four times a week rather than daily. So we don't know. It's early days yet, Gerry. Um the Americans came on, uh, Europe uh, hit this the, the, the ban European wise and then the Americans came aboard and then the Canadians were the last to do it. But like, you know, as you said to me earlier, it's a replica of what happened. Yeah, that's the so real worry. Both other, crashes
2: seem to be within
3: 10, 15 minutes yeah. of departure.
2: So there is a problem, like no matter what Boeing say, there is a problem with this. If people are worried, what should they do? You know, people are saying, "What aircraft am I due to fly in?" Well, they're it's grounded a, at the minute. It's
3: amazing people ask you a question. You know, when you're making a flight reservation, from what type of aircraft is that? And we used to think, "My God, that's somebody who's a real aviator. They love aircraft. They love studying aircraft. Is it an Airbus? Is it a, You know, is it a, a a two-story aircraft? Things like that. But no, it's people are just very cautious, and rightly so. Mm. You know, Ryanair have 135 of these aircraft on order. So... And they haven't cancelled the order yet. Okay,
2: so that still stands. But yeah. this story now is really going to take uh, precedence and be in the news for the next yeah, while. Well, I
3: think aviation regulation worldwide won't allow these aircraft. You know, this is not any airline selecting, I'm going to do this. This is out of airlines' hands.
2: Yes. So until Boeing identifies and rectifies and reassures and gets the go-ahead. And
3: that's going to take a lot of reassurance. These
2: planes won't be flying. It, it looks like that. So there you are. But if you have any worries, contact your uh, travel provider or uh, airline or whatever, you know, to, to find out more. Let's move on. You wanted to talk about uh, Turkey in the context of the, a visa. Why? Okay,
3: well, all of a sudden, the you know, Turkey's back on the market for your sun holiday from April this year. So for Easter, if you're still looking to get somewhere, Turkey's on the horizon. But people come in and think, great, I'm going to go and book that. And then they realise, oh, my passport only has three months or four months life left on it. For Turkey, you need six months, six months and a day, actually, for us to issue the visa. So please be weary of that. You That's know, interesting. Them. Yeah. So a lot of people think oh, I've got a valid passport. My own children's passports are out in September, and you know I have to start thinking now where they're going to go traveling. Let's get that passport in order.
2: So an important message today: Turkey back on the radar. Very popular for holidaymakers. Six months and a day minimum. Get the passport an sorted out.
3: Value and a great offers out there.
2: And you won't get the visa if your passport you the is within that time within frame. That time, yeah. Very very important. We'll come back to offers in a moment. Um, vaccinations. Why? Why are we going to focus on that for a moment?
3: OK, well, you know, we're becoming uh, more explorers than we ever were. So you're not just heading to Malaga or Ibiza or whatever. People are going on safari. People are going to Asia. They're going all over the world. And a lot of these countries, India, have a lot of, you know, medical conditions, diphtheria different types of diseases. So you need, do need to be vaccinated. Some of the countries you can't enter unless you have a vaccination certificate. So the tropical unit in the hospital in Drogheda is super. Give them a call or your GP. The unit is actually normally a lot cheaper to have your vaccinations done in compared to what the GP charges.
2: And there are timeframes for these vaccinations, absolutely. we have to say. Some of them
3: are three to six months, depending. You must have Cholera, them. Cholera, malaria, all of these different yeah. things.
2: No good thinking the week before, no point if you're going to the these places. Yeah. It's no use. You won't be protected. Yeah. Very important advice as well. Now, ho- holiday insurance, you always say, absolutely a must for everybody. You must have it to protect every, every possibility that could go wrong. This declaration about your health.
3: Absolutely. And it can be a simple thing, Jerry. like, blood pressure asthma diabetes it can be something very simple something more um, you know a a more complex chronic disease like cancer heart conditions these need to be advised to the insurance company in advance because whereas I sell you a a policy say for example for 35 euro there could be a loading on that policy up to maybe 100 150 or in some cases the insurance won't take you on board
2: So if you don't declare an underlying condition that you have when and taking your medication. out insurance and medication, the likelihood is that if push comes to shove and you have to make a claim, it won't be valid.
3: Oh, um more concerning, if you go on holidays... And you have to be hospitalised. And in particular, like countries like US or Canada, where the bills can be through the roof. You know, you could end up having to maybe sell a house.
2: Foot that bill yourself. So do declare and make sure they know and you're upfront about that because you might be uh, penny uh, pound wise today, but you'll be penny foolish. Yeah, down the road that absolutely. is for sure good uh, good again to point that out now a new route dallas direct from dublin yes, i can hear the music I playing know, in my absolutely. ears J R ewing J.
3: R., Yeah, and sue ellen <laughs> uh, yeah new direct flight uh five days a week from dublin uh with american airlines and in code share with british airways very exciting city but not only that the the gateway is fantastic for connecting to the west coast of America. Mm. And the timings are super on the flights.
2: OK, so that's a new one at Dublin Airport. Let's go on to the high seas. And I know you love your cruising. The launch of the world's largest ever cruise ship. Absolutely. Tell me
3: more. MSC Belisma. Uh, Sophie Luren is the ship's godmother, as she is to seven of the MSC cruise ships. Uh, they had, by all accounts, an amazing night on board the ship launched in Southampton last weekend. And uh, we had the likes of Andrew Pacelli, yeah. David Gray, Holly Willoughby. They were all there for yes. the launch. So it was an amazing show.
2: Where is this going to sail from and to? Okay,
3: initially in the summer, it's going to be in the Mediterranean. And then for the winter, it's going into the Caribbean. And the offers on the Caribbean, Jerry, are incredible. Absolutely incredible.
2: On this new ship?
3: On this new ship. Unbelievable!
2: So you can actually do anything you want on this ship.
4: Well, go off ship. Well, you never know, but... You, you can, can dance and gamble
3: and sing and eat and be pampered and, yes. and visit, you know, amazing locations.
2: OK, so that's that, that's another one to check out as well. If you're in the cruising fraternity and you want to do something really special and make history by going on board uh, this brilliant ship, what have you for us? Give us a few uh, ideas and offers that uh, caught your eye.
3: OK, well, uh, Disney at the moment have some really good offers on at the moment, uh, three for four uh, nights, they also have from September onwards free half board, and half board is brilliant, uh, Jerry. Because if you're taking two or three kids with you, trying to feed them in Disney can be quite expensive. We also have the launch of the new Lion King movie, and we have a whole Lion King show in Disney during that time. And for ninety nine euro extra, Jerry, what you can offer your kids will be absolutely
2: amazing I'm just looking at this here this show is special and it is yeah. being launched this year it's the Lion King show you'll get VIP si- seating yeah. an encounter with, with Minnie yeah. uh, the character lunch wi- at Hakuna Matata yeah. uh, you get a souvenir devages. cup a gift card you name it all uh, involved in this
3: absolutely fabulous so if you're fabulous.
2: going to Disney it is worth booking this absolutely. Lion King signature and it's signature. not just all
3: about Minnie and Mickey you've yes. got all of the Disney characters okay, there
2: are there for €99 Euro so great offers to Disney this year uh, right through the summertime
3: okay Um, also um, if you want to try and get this last whack of skiing in uh, next weekend is the last departure and we've got Austria there at 5.09 that's flights accommodation and transfers included in a three star hotel and bed and breakfast for a week for a week that's a good one really really good uh, every time Jerry asks me why people want to do something different on holidays this year, Croatia is showing some amazing offers, starting from about six ninety nine onwards. You can do amazing walking tours. You can do sailing tours. You can do kayaking holidays. So there's a lot to offer there. Something a little bit different.
2: And it's on the other side of the Adriatic yeah. from Italy. So it's just across the Absolutely, sea, really, from it.
3: Yeah, yeah. US and Canada as well. Amazing offers. Orlando there for September four hundred and seventy. Sixty nine euros, uh, staying in the Point Orlando or the Universal Cabana Bay, which is four star. Staying in Universal for five fifty five, or the lowest Portofino. If you've got a little bit more money, seven ninety nine.
2: They're all terrific value, aren't they? Absolutely. They really Wonderful. are. And, and ones to check out for families especially. And
3: if you've missed out on Cheltenham and you still fancy a little bit of a punt this season, uh, Aintree is available still on the 5th of April, two nights, 319.
2: So uh, if you didn't make it to Presbury Park and then we're in day three today, finish tomorrow, that's another real option for you. Uh, what else? What else would you um, recommend? All has
3: really good value for money there coming in at 289.
2: For how long there? Uh,
3: That's for seven nights, and your favourite, Jerry. Uh, Sorrento,
2: ah. uh, the
3: beautiful Bristol Hotel. It's on sale at the moment for thirteen ninety nine on half board.
2: I can tell you this, folks. I've been to the Bristol Hotel, and it is the most beautiful, beautiful place you could ever stay. And Sorrento on the Amalfi Coast, and all the history and the dining and everything that goes with it. I want to join the tourist board, Sandra. I'd Absolutely. love to. Well,
3: I think I think you definitely get a job at top flight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What else? Have you more there? Uh, before yeah.
3: Greece at the moment, the Greek islands of Crete, Corfu, Rhodes, all available from the 1st of May. Some amazing offers starting at four ninety nine.
2: Now, we were going to talk uh, about, as we do when you're here each month with us, just for a few moments, about a city. And you mentioned Croatia and Croatia is big this year. Great offers, lovely places to see there, Dubrovnik.
3: Absolutely. A beautiful, stunning city. Uh, there's direct flights in there um, five times a week during the summer. So, and you know, you could fly into Drupavnik and come back out of Zadar and make a really nice combination holiday out of it. Uh, stunning, walled, old, beautiful, historic city with all the, the neighbouring islands. Uh, the beaches, as you know, are quite shingly. So, where if you go onto to the islands, you're going to get those amazing sandy beaches.
2: Question from a listener. Uh, thanks for the information on Turkey and having the passport in date over the six months. Love the country. Can't get to Iqlamar from Ireland
3: Icklemer, have you heard of Iclemore yes yes yes, I can indeed you can we can actually tailor make a package for you no problem at all so if she wants to give us a buzz on 0419837791 we look after her
2: there you are it can be it can be worked we can get you there Sandra can get you there as well when you talk about Dubrovnik are you talking about May to September best time to visit
3: weather wise May to September will be perfect I would say early September because the weather can change dramatically mm. along that peninsula. Um, if you don't want to stay, stay within the walled city itself, you can stay out in the Lepad district, which is just five kilometres from the city centre. Beautiful. And that's where all the cruise ships come in. So it gives you a great view of that. The accommodation's about half the price as well on the Lepad peninsula.
2: And good links in. And
3: the bus and, the, you know, a taxi will cost you three or four euros.
2: So it's not expensive to stay not there and, and move in and out. Do you know who's looking at Dubrovnik, Saint Blaise? You know Saint mm, Blaise yeah, and yeah. the blessing of the, throat. the throats. The memory, mm. it's gone by us now. I they bet st-
3: yours is done all the time, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God, I'll tell you off, Mike, in a minute. It should yeah, be, yeah, yeah. But when you're at this game, you never stop talking, you're dead right. But they celebrate St. Blaise hugely in at, Dubrovnik. Yeah. They have a big association mm-hmm. with it. Just a, a little a little ditty or a, an aside there on it. But you love it, don't you? You love yeah, this Absolutely,
3: place. like a, a city that was war-torn, you know, that rebuilt mm. itself back up in the last 30 years is just incredible. And it's a huge tourist hub.
2: There you are, lots of recommendations. Look at that, you can't go wrong now. Now, if you haven't made up your mind, surely you have an idea after to Sandra. Yes, you can check it out on globetravel.ie or if you want to find out more, give them a bell 041 983 7791. Sandra, until the next time.
3: Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Happy Patrick's Day.
2: The Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim is the place to be today because taking place there is the Mead Student Enterprise County Finals. It's featuring 45 teams of students from all over the Royal County and they're drawn from first to sixth year in secondary school. Which sinead this morning on 11 to 1 we've been hearing from helena mullins and Helena's there with the roadcaster this afternoon and she'll be joining us through late lunch today we're going back there now to join helena and i believe she has two great ideas brought to life by students from county Mead. the first one is woody buddies and there's a sports one there as well lt sports helena you lucky duck
5: Yes, Jerry. I'm joining you now from the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim and I know that you love your sport along with many others in the North East that I think will find this very interesting. I'm going to have a chat now with LT Sports. Shane Kane. tell me more about your entrepreneurial stand here.
4: Uh, We sell socks, shorts and commemorative jerseys to Liam Tolan who was a past student who tragically died in, in 2010.
5: Okay, and this is an initiative because, you know, I saw your old jerseys. They were a lovely red colour, Yeah. but these are looking slick. They're yeah. beautiful. A lovely black jersey.
4: Yeah, black and red was the goal. Kind of just change things up a little bit, get something new going.
5: Get something new going. And I have to say, sometimes, you know when you're running out the door and you're trying to get yourself ready for a game of GA, and you just can't find your socks, so you sell the socks with the, with the shorts? Shorts, yeah so you have an extra pair there that's great exactly. you have the whole school kitted out anyway with this beautiful jersey. yeah
4: we do thankfully
5: and it's selling well for you
4: yeah it is we've sold over 130 jerseys so that So
5: you're making a bit, a bit of money
4: a bit of dosh yeah a
5: bit of dosh I love it I love it I love it so you're enjoying your time and experience so far you've been talking to the judges how did that go for you
4: yeah it was grand they're all really nice so it's just like a conversation do you think that you won them over uh, yeah hopefully
5: Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Well, I'm going to have a chat now with more here. The Woody Buddies. We've Paddy Finnegan here from St. Kieran's, St. So Kieran's and Kells. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about your products. Well,
4: our Woody Buddies, uh, they're little uh, little men. So uh, they're to do with mental health and well-being. So they basically keep you smiling.
5: The way I could describe them when yeah. I saw them first was basically, they look like a little robot, but they're made out of wood.
4: Yeah, they're made out of wood. Uh, we, we decided to do it because we all love woodwork. We did uh, woodwork uh, from first to third year. And uh, we really enjoyed doing it. Uh, so we got in touch with uh, a few celebrities and Enable Ireland. Uh, we did a cycle against suicide. Came into our schools, so we did a Go Orange Day. So we did a spe- we do a f- few special limited editions Woody Buddies. So we have a Christmas one, which uh, sold very well. We also do. I actually
5: love the Christmas <laughs> one. He has a little Santa hat on him and he has his little scarf. and Maybe a bit out of season, but you know, yeah. you can- <laughs> people do shop early. <laughs>
4: yeah, <they> do. <laughs> uh, we also have. A Valentine's Day one, and we have a Saint Patrick's Day one, and yeah. uh,
5: and you mentioned uh, the dance in Ireland as well. We're in touch with you, and it's World Dance and Drum Day next Thursday, yeah. so that will be a really good one to tap into. Yeah. And of course, we have to follow you guys on Instagram. Tell <laughs> us why. Uh,
4: because. We- we. Oui. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you have. You, he's been travelling the world. Yeah, he's
4: been travelling the world. He's been to Lisbon. He's been to Germany. Uh, he's been to the uh, Aviva Stadium. He's been to Crow Park. He's been also pulled over to. The- by the for speeding.
5: <laughs> oh my God, Woody Buddy getting into big yeah. trouble there. But of course, it is a great initiative yeah. because I know if I had my Woody Buddy and if I had my, you know, little nieces or nephews or, or cousins and whatnot, I would love to see them pictured yeah. with Woody Buddy or out at, a, at an adventure.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's very... It's a nice
5: ad-
4: yeah. a nice idea. Yeah. I'd just, I just like to thank everyone who helped us as well. Uh, Mr. Crotty and Mr. Carey, they helped us a lot in making the Woody Buddies and uh, getting here today. Uh, we'd also like to thank everyone who bought one and for our help on the way and all the teachers.
5: And all the teachers in yeah. primary schools, better listen out for Woody Buddy because you can make your own Woody Buddy yeah. in class.
4: We're doing uh, little assembly packs, so... Uh, you get all your bits and bobs in it uh, you get your instructions and uh, they're to help uh, the students with their fine motor skills so it's to teach them how to tie knots and uh, pretty much keep people smiling as well our our slogan is hashtag keep smiling so visit, visit us on Instagram, Facebook we also have a website and an app
5: an app, oh my god, well listen these guys are flying it, they have all the technology down to a T and now with the woodwork and all sorts, so it's back to you in studio for now Jerry. and I'm going to keep smiling here with my woody buddies and of course I'll be kitted out with LT Sports with their commemorative jersey and the likes and I won't forget my socks this time I'll see you Jerry. bye.
2: Thanks very much Alina, we'll be back to you later on yes, the talent from the Royal County on display, what great young people they are, Mead Student Enterprise County Final happening at the Knightsbrook hotel as we speak and they are two uh, wonderful young people there lt sports and woody buddies and we'll be back to helena to find out more about what's going on there a little bit later on on the
0: show The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is.
2: What is it about the Kennedy family that endures to today, all these years later, when they're not really centrepiece in American politics anymore, but we're fascinated by them all over the world, not alone in Ireland. Well, let me tell you this. There's a big link between Trim and the Kennedy family, and it's down to a woman called Dot Tuberty. And believe it or not, one of the current Kennedys Courtney is coming to Trim later this year, in May, to open a major exhibition. We're going to hear about it now on Late Lunch. I'm joined by Dot Tuberty's nephew, Eric Lawler, and also with us today is local historian, Noel French. You're both welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. How are you? Noel, if I could start with you, or I'll start with yourself, Eric, actually, uh, about uh, your aunt. Tell us about Dot Tuberty. Who was she? (laughs) <laughs> I know you have. We have not an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
6: you are looking at the clock. Well, you know, as I call, it, she was a lady of mystery, even to me. You know, I find out more about that now than uh, when she was alive.
2: When did she pass?
6: Uh, she passed away last uh, year on the thirteenth of May. What age was she? Ninety-two uh, years of age. Uh, so she had a good old innings. But Dot used to show uh, came to all the family events, the weddings, the you know, the funerals, and all the spe- you know this. this the other, you know, different family uh, get-togethers, but you'd never see her after that. You know, she was a very busy uh, lady. Which she, she was one of eleven kids, so you can imagine all the other grandkids, or, or nephews and nieces that she, she she'd visit in her time. But uh, in the background, there was always this. Uh, I was told about. Uh, i've been the last of the children of my family uh, of eight uh, about the Kennedys. There was always this Kennedy, but Dot never mentioned it. She could come to whatever party whatever there was never a word said, nothing so when she passed away last year uh she it, it, the first thing that led me to you know have a little look further into her life was that um she insisted that uh, no notice be put in the paper or anything of her passing for a week. After she died. So I said, that's rather strange, you know.
2: <laughs> so she would be, and she was, dead and buried a week really dead before anybody knew. With, outside of out, the family. Outside of the immediate family. That's okay. correct. And that was her wish.
6: That was her wish. Why? This is what started the mystery. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I started having a look to see who, you know, who was this, uh, as I used to call her, the Lady Penelope, right? Because she used to drive. I always remember pulling up in her uh, silver MG type sports car right and she'd give you a lift to the end of the road at it when she'd be heading off you know she'd call into the house on other occasions and off you go so i had to start looking up the internet and p- bits and pieces and uh i realized then that holy god there's a connection she was her husband mick was killed out the road where i'm where i'm living only like less than a mile from where i am
2: where is that uh in
6: trimblestown. Trimblestown. trimblestown yeah trimblestown okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then I started reading other clippings and whatnot, and then I found out to the extent uh, how she was involved with uh, the Kennedys, right? Because I, I never asked the question. She never she never offered the information. So to cut a long story short, uh, uh, I then got in touch with her grandchildren, and I said, look, I think, uh, you know, Dot sort of snuck out the back door sort of thing, you know? Uh, sort of like, that's all, folks, and I'm gone and i i said look i was talking i just happened to mention it to noel french the our local historian uh that you know a little bit about that and then you you picked up noel on
7: the noel do you want to take it up from there when you were approached yeah um well i, I was amazed to uh, to find out that uh, the the connection to to trim uh she uh, she was born uh, Dorothy uh, Lawler she married uh, a guy called Michael Tuberty. He was in the army he was in the equestrian uh, um, section in the, in the army and uh, they went uh, jumping um, horse show jumping in America and apparently they fell in with the Kennedys uh, while uh, Dot was watching her husband uh, show jumping and uh, then uh, after uh, he decided to retire from the, the show jumping and he got a job as a uh, stud manager for uh, in Trimblestown Stud, just outside Trim. And uh, he was there for a short while when he fell off the horse and uh, was killed. So the owner of the stud was uh, um, uh, McGrath, Joe McGrath, who was involved in the sweepstake and in the um, Water, Water, Water Crystal. Crystal. So she went to America and became their uh, their uh, 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 American representative. So Waterford Crystal bowls with shamrocks have been presented to American presidents on Saint Patrick's Day since the 1950s. So the Waterford Crystal. So Eric Din uh, came to a meeting of the organisation who was putting on this exhibition, Trim Tourism Network, and he brought two or three items and. Uh, I know people say I don't stay long at meetings and I really don't. Sometimes I just just appear and disappear because I hate meetings. Yeah. And uh, But uh, Eric brought this out towards the end of the meeting and I was supposed to go to another meeting because I've loads of meetings on it some nights. But I was just blown away. What Eric brought out was uh, John F. Kennedy's address to the Irish Parliament, to the Irish Doll, and he had this and it was signed by Robert Kennedy because John F. Kennedy had died before, uh, by the time this had been issued as a little booklet. He had uh, a book signed by Rose Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's uh, mother. Uh, two dot, two dots, signed Rose... <laughs> And uh, he brought about four or five things, and we, I was sitting there. I was. These are so, they're historical bl- 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 items. Bl- they're, yeah. they're, they're more than historical; <laughs> items. they are they connect you directly to history. You are touching s- uh, material that was signed. In the hands of JFK. JFK's DNA is still on this. Robert Kennedy's DNA is on other things. And uh, then uh, this idea came up for an exhibition. So we're having an exhibition in uh, May, around the same time for the anniversary of uh, of our death in TREM. There is... Uh, he he started bringing more stuff. Boxes and boxes of stuff signed by John F. Kennedy, signed by Robert Kennedy uh, and medals and uh, we have a letter from Queen Elizabeth II. I don't think I've... I, I know oh.
2: Noel French is an excitable <laughs> man, that's for sure. But I honestly don't think I've ever seen him as excited as he is about this and I can understand why because here on the desk before me here are a number of items that you, Eric, have brought along to day. This is, in, intrigues me because this is a letter. Just explain yes. what that letter is about. The the letter is a letter
7: from, from, from
6: the, uh, it, the, it's the Secretary of the President of the United States. And it says, uh, dated May 17, or May 27, 1963, uh, the White House... Dear Dot, the President asked me to send you the enclosed suggested schedule for his visit to Ireland. Also, he said that he didn't want to do any special press interviews. Perhaps he could see all the press at one time. He also told me to tell you to hurry and get well, and he sends you is very best Will you? Uh, we are all looking forward to seeing you and coming to Ireland with the very best love to you uh, Evelyn I think it's uh, um,
7: is the Evelyn yeah the yes. Evelyn. this is the visit so, to, uh, to Ireland in the, uh, uh, 1963 yeah here's the, the first itinerary that was printed off
6: for the President's visit and uh, yeah, you need to run partic- through them. And, and uh, the just one part, particular yeah. one at 4 pm when he goes to Doll Aaron on the actual press release. It says, President addresses Parliament, and Dot, being the good old girl she is, scribbles
2: it out and writes Doll Aaron. <laughs> 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 so he wasn't going to come and put his foot into that <laughs> one when yes. he came here. Yes. Yeah. He, yes, he was getting the title of our Parliament absolutely right. Yes. And look, do you know what, Noel? I'm just thinking here. Look at the trust and store that
7: the President of the United States placed in this woman. Absolutely. She was on his inauguration committee. She went in uh, and uh, she stayed in America. When she went to America, she stayed with the Kennedys. That's who she went to. She had no home in America. She was the Watford Crystal representative, but she stayed at Hyannisport uh, with the Kennedys. And she did that for 40, 50, 60 years. It's just mind-blowing. Eric,
2: she did slip out, didn't she? She did. Oh, my God. But we're going to tell the story. Ah, uh, this is brilliant. This we're is gonna- simply... Wonderful, I have to say. Now, you hold there a beautiful picture of JFK
6: signed. It says, to Mr. and Mrs. Lawler, with my best regards, John F. Kennedy and again Noel there's DNA on this there's DNA there's DNA by the way
7: it's in plastic (laughs) (laughs) Noel wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) this is just a mind-boggling collection of material she is a fascinating uh, fascinating woman and Eric just told me before we came in her ball gown from the inaugural uh, um, ball is going to be the centrepiece so this is going to be on exhibition in the trim visitor center the exhibitions organized by trim tourism network yeah. and yeah. it's it's sort of a step one because our connection with America later on in the year, we're going out with Gloosh, which is the traditional Irish group in, in, in Trem, out to Michigan to twin with Boyne City, Michigan. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Just that gown, where did she wear that? She
6: wore that at the uh, the President's uh, swearing-in ball, you know, afterwards. at the yeah. My, oh my, and you have it. And boxes, as Noel said. Of yeah, there's photographs, there's letters. We won't be able to show it all, believe it or not. It's just too much of it, yeah. uh, but it's all held in in, in uh, safely. But the, uh, I was even me. I was sitting there and I'm going through it in in my own house, and they're like Polaroid snaps. And here I am going through the Polaroid snaps, and it's like as if it's only your you know your mother and the, the gang down with the pool. Here's here's Dot on one sun lounger, and there's John F Kennedy on the other one, oh. as if they're just great pals having I, an old natter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't that I know. <laughs> so. <laughs> She was, uh, yeah, she was well, well respected by the Kennedys for whatever, you know, She, they, they, they hit it off.
2: We are hearing about a gem this afternoon on Late Lunch. Dot Tuberty was her name and we're going to talk more with the boys after the short break. This woman was right in there with the Kennedys, the most powerful family in America in their day. Come back to Eric for a moment because obviously you had to make touch... I'll yeah. touch base with the Kennedys. How did that happen? Yeah, it's a
6: strange uh, phone call I've had to make when you uh, you ring up uh, um, Boston, uh, Hyannis uh, Port, Port it was, and uh, eventually I'd got uh, in touch with Joe uh, Kennedy the second, and uh, he said he said, "Who are you?" You know, and I said, "I'll just say one thing, Joe Dot Turberty," and the whole conversation changed. Oh, I said, "I'm I'm I'm his." Um, I said I'm her nephew and then he went into storytelling and we were best mates on the phone for over half an hour and then I said to him would you be interested in coming because he was the first he said he's too uh, uh, frail he said he couldn't make the trip he said but he loved it and he loved the idea of it he said he was sorry about dot and you know passing and blah 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 and uh, so he gave me uh, Courtney's number And a few others, Kerry's number, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Don't worry, he may be coming. (laughs) He'll be back. (laughs) And he's going to be having Noel French on the back of that bike, going (laughs) up Trim (laughs) High Street, saying, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Courtney eventually took me a while to track her down, because she was down in Florida. And then she moved out, she went and moved to L.A. But eventually we we managed to hook it up, and uh, she agreed. Her and her daughter are coming uh, on the... uh, the they're coming on the, the 10th, the 10th, they want a couple of days to climb it. May t- of and May. the
2: exhibition, I want and to the, say, the opening on the, the 12th. And it's happening Sunday.
7: at the uh,
2: Trim Visitor Centre. And Noel, yeah. you're going to run it for the summer?
7: Yes, it's going to run till September. But with uh, a big job first. Uh, we have to sort through all of this material and pick out the pieces. Because there's just so much and as eric said there might be two exhibitions the one this year one one next year it is uh, i i am privileged to, to touch all of it the-
1: it's that time of the year your vacation
3: is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm
1: breeze relax
3: and think about
1: work you really really want it all to work out while you're away Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
7: These things, they'll be on exhibition, you won't be able to touch them, but there are campaign badges from uh, John F. Kennedy's campaign, Robert Kennedy's campaign, Teddy Kennedy's campaign, loads of letters from uh, Ted Kennedy to her, from Robert Kennedy, she has invites from virtually all the presidents, Reagan, Clinton, uh, Obama... Yeah, and, and uh, she has Bing Crosby, and she she is photographs with Bing Crosby, <laughs> uh, Andy Williams, Mike Murphy. or Mike Murphy here in Ireland. Uh, there are letters from Bertie Hearn, Charlie Lamass and uh, no Jack Lynch. Jack Lynch, Jack Lynch, Jack Lynch, and and lamas My God, this man Michael Topperdy, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Michael Tuberty, uh won a, a, an All Ireland medal playing for Cork. He played for one season with uh, Cork, and he won. Uh, an All Ireland medal. So and was Cor- that,
2: that was her husband, wasn't yeah. it? that was
7: her husband. Mike. That was that was killed. tragically yeah. killed in that accident. Yeah.
6: yeah. Just a funny story about that. You might get a kick out of it. We used to meet up every Saint Stephen's Day in Leopardstown, mm. and that being into the you know the, the show horses, but she knew everybody in the horses. Now we'd go in. We were the plebs. We, we used to go into the the downstairs bar like everybody else, and out. But every now and then, Dot would appear with a bit of paper with the with the tips. <laughs> <laughs> from the, with from the trainers, like from all the, the trainers soapbox. upstairs. And they were discreetly placed into my (laughs) outfielder's hand. Do
2: you know what? (laughs) We we could do it today with Shelton on, to be honest with you. (laughs) And all the nags we've been tipped so far, uh, I have to say, aside from Marcella McCoy's tips that are brilliant. Boys, I have to leave it there for today. 12th of May it's starting. The Kennedys are coming to Trim. And again, it's the Trim Visitor Centre from the 12th of May. And Trim Tourism Network are the big backers of this. If people keep
6: an eye on the website and the Facebook page for Trim Tourism Network, they'll get all the information they
2: require. There.
7: The exhibition's going to be called Dear Dot because that's what JFK called her.
2: Absolutely brilliant. Thank you for coming in, Noel French and uh, Eric Lawler today to tell the story of a wonderful lady. And uh, we'll be hearing more about Dot Tuberty in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Now, let's go back to Trim. And, you know, today, it's the Meath Student Enterprise County Final happening in the uh, Knightsbrook Hotel. And I'm sure Helena Mullins has another bright idea student standing by. And there may be a little bit of blossom again Gailga involved as well.
5: Yes, Gerra, you've joined me back here at the Knightsbrook Hotel, Trim, and I really am blown away. But of course, you know I love my Irish. And what did I come across? Only Gaelgóirí Bioga. And to tell me a little bit more about that is Kira Brady from St. Joseph's Mercy, Navin. So how did this idea come about to illustrate your own books as Um So our career guidance teacher gave us the idea. He has a young daughter and he didn't know like a way of teaching his daughter Irish. So he, he asked us maybe if we could make some YouTube videos or something so we came up with the idea of creating a book um, which is one side in English and one side in Irish yeah. So at least if you don't understand the Irish word or things like that you can flip to the page the opposite side of the book and it will have the translation for you. Exactly yeah And that's, is it a, How is the story? It's a story about Killian is it? Yeah, it's about, Killian Yeah it's called Carwell Killian so it's about um, a knight and a princess and um, the knight goes missing and the princess has to find the knight. Well, that's a bit of a tale twist and mm-hmm. you come up with the story yourself? Yeah we did yeah i like it it's very innovative and a bit different because usually it's the princess in distress but this time the princess comes to the rescue. Exactly, yeah. I love it, I love it. And how has the sales been going so far? Good, yeah. We've sold at three Christmas markets before Christmas and we've sold around 100 books. and we're going to go to primary schools in the local area. And will peace piece of your grade go go paying, yeah? Uh, yeah, piece of your grade go go. him. a no worries. Well, listen, so very best of luck now with this book and I'm looking forward to find out more about Will Killian. So here we have it as well. We have uh, another very innovative idea and a little bit Different now. We have safety with Key and Maguire, So tell us what school you're from.
8: Edinburgh Community College.
5: This product is amazing. So tell us more about it.
8: Um, our device is basically uh, it's made out of acrylic and has like a casing which allows you to place a flask into the casing and you can turn the flask to allow elderly people to pour without scalding themselves.
5: Well, I have to say this is a fantastic. Um, Contraption, you have come up with this idea for a very sentimental reason. I believe that your own granddad was left with a hip flask at home, and he found it very difficult to pour his own cup of tea.
8: Yeah, as he got older, like he developed a really, really bad shake. And I was visiting him one day, and I seen him trying to pour his flask tea, and I wound up having to pour for him because he just—it was all over the place. Like he couldn't pour properly. Like, and there was a serious risk that he was going to scald himself. So I went home and talked about it with my father, what we could do to help him pour this tea safely so we could be left alone. And uh, we went into the shed and we done up a prototype out of bits and pieces around the shed. And when I came into TY and we chose to do this student enterprise programme, I put this idea forward to my teacher and she said to go with it. So we got a manufacturer anyway and we uh, were manufacturing a good feud, I'm like
5: and I have to say it doesn't look too cumbersome it's really really slick I tell you I want one for my kitchen and I think that it would be very useful for 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 a lot of elderly people out there to restore some of their own independence
8: yeah that was the main idea like so like it's obviously a bit sad for elderly people I'm sure they know themselves like they're not able to do what they used to be able to do so I'm trying to like just restore it a bit of hands because I know like from my own experience with my grandfather like how down he was that he can't do what he was because he was a hard worker man in his day like I and know, it's a bit like it's a bit depressing to see him in that state.
5: And I'm sure he got some enjoyment out of this new contraption. He used it t- till the end.
8: Yeah, he did. He did well, enjoy Well, listen,
5: it. and I'll tell you, it looks class. It looks slick. Your logo as well. We're going to pop that up on our social media site. Jerry. wait until you get a look at this contraption. I might actually do a little short video demo as well, just so you can show it. Do you guys uh, Do you guys have any social media sites yourselves? Or how uh, yeah, we have get an in Instagram
8: touch? and a Facebook page. Brilliant. To contact us, yeah.
5: So, on safety. Yeah. People can get their safety at home. Well, there you have it, Jerry. That's... A little bit more from the fabulous entrepreneurs here for the student enterprise programme. It's a fabulous initiative with the network of local enterprise offices of Ireland. We'll have more from the Knightsbrook Hotel shortly.
2: Quitting her management consultant job in the corporate world in 2007, Mary Jennings hasn't stopped running since. Is that not a contradiction, I hear you say? Well, you know it isn't, because Mary subsequently founded Forget the Gym, steadily building a running family for all abilities and ages. She's a regular contributor to the Irish Times, developer of the online Get Running programme, and now author of a new book bearing the same name. And she's here with me in studio this afternoon. Mary, thank you for joining us on Late Launch. Thanks, Jerry. Lovely to be here. Oh, it's great to have you with us. I, you know, I've
4: heard this
1: many times. You know that great job you have and yeah. quitting it. Did you get that? Yeah, well, do you know, it wasn't that one day I handed in my notice and disappeared. I did it very gradually. And I think I was probably a few years into it before I realised that that job was gone and the new one had started. And okay. um, I really thought that the running and the coaching would only ever be... A hobby and kind of something that I could enjoy more and, and something that would keep me running as well too because you're more accountable to other people than yourself and um, so it I, I had a lucky opportunity to take a career break for a year and basically what happened after the year career break I decided not to go back so I had a bit of time on my hands rather than just, just saying <laughs> packing today, it in some Friday you know? <laughs>
2: you know when Forrest Gump went yeah. off on that run for I don't know how long in That's the movie fun. I know what you're saying yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was more so, gradual Yes really. of course yeah. and that year was a great opportunity for you mm-hmm. but here's the thing today 2007, 2008, did you know the world was falling around your ears?
1: Well, that's it. I think I kind of missed that <laughs> somewhere along the way. Or maybe I was able to take advantage of it. Yeah. People not maybe signing up for gyms as much or things like that. People maybe more stressed, want to get out a bit in the fresh air. Mm. Whatever happened in that year anyway, it, it, it started gradually for me then. And thankfully, I've left you that other job behind.
2: yes, ever since. You say forget the gym, really? Mm.
1: F- for some people. If you're the type of person who has a membership but never goes.
2: And there's a lot I'd say like that. the people
1: who drive past it and feel guilty because they feel they should be in there. Or the people who feel so self-conscious when they're in there that they don't do it or don't know what to do. Mm. If, I suppose what I'm trying to say is that it's not the only way to get fit. And if it works for you, brilliant. Keep it going and enjoy it and, and do whatever works for you. But if you kind of have assumed you're, you're not fit, you're not sporty or I can't do anything. What I would say is look outside the gym environment look to running, walking, cycling. It's not just running. It's just look a bit broader than that and find something you enjoy Mm. because that's the most important thing. Yeah, and you you
2: do say that in the book. Uh, I I do emphasise that. If you love the gym, good luck to you, isn't it? Great that you do and enjoy it and lots of people do as well. Look, running, in essence, Mm -hmm. why should I run? What will it do for me?
1: Okay, well, tied into your last question about the gym, fresh air is a big thing. Okay, so my other angle on the the gym side of things, most people, um, well, not most people, but some people, Sit in a car, go to work, go to work indoors all day, come home, drive to the gym, go to the gym, come home, go to bed with a few other bits and pieces in between. But there's very little fresh air in their day. And Mm -hmm. fresh air has been linked in a lot of research now to everything from improved creativity to energy to mood to just a feel-good factor of being outdoors. And even just think about this time of the year, the heating on or the air conditioning on, germs, everything, just to clear the head and to clear the mind. So whether you're running, walking, cycling, as long as you're outside the door, we joke sometimes the people having the cigarette breaks get more fresh air than the people in the offices because at least they're determined to get out the door every hour, you know? Yes. So um, I suppose I start. it's a why run? Firstly, you get outside and mm. you get a bit of freedom. And secondly, it's for someone who's never done it before, it's very progressive to see is to see how it's easy to see how you're progressing you know if you can start by doing a minute and the next week do a min- two minutes and then three minutes there's a kind of a hit in that it's like a computer game you know you hit you win a prize you move on to the next stage you're constantly improving every week and that that's very rewarding
2: mm. you know now my producer louise walsh has joined us here louise, Hi, louise. you're v- I won't say welcome to show she's here every bloody day guiding me <laughs> safely through the two hours but um we were talking upstairs, weren't we, today yep. about running. I said to Louise, do, did you ever run? What was your answer back to me? I can't. I can't run. I, and I said, oh, do you know what? There's a page in this book <laughs> and here I have it open that says, I can't run. So I was reading what you had to say about not, you know, being able to run. Mm-hmm. Why can't you run, Louise? It
1: just feels the most unnatural thing in the world to me. I can I can actually walk faster yes. than I can run. Yeah. I can power walk no problem. I can power walk five k. No problem. Mm-hmm. But and I have tried the yeah. run for one minute and run. I just I, I can't. It's like that old saying. Here's my head. My bum is coming. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. my but legs you won't use work. The, word, the head. Like you've kind of decided in yourself you can't do it. I've before tried it even over the so I've tried yeah. on the beach. I've tried yeah. on the road. I've tried on in the gym on the treadmill. And, and do you want to do just, it. I'd love to. I'd yeah. love to do like you know a five k. Yeah. No, it's an amazing. But honestly, I'd, I'd the end up walking step, it. The biggest step for someone for any runner, I think, is going from where you are at the moment in your head and your body mm. to the five k because it's massive. It's something you think, oh, I'd love to be able to do, but I don't think I can. Or I think we the more time we're not doing it, we, the more we convince ourselves in our head that I can't do it. And I suppose I've I've been coaching runners now or people who say they can't run for 12 years or so now and the same things come up and exactly like you say um, I think the biggest problems for a lot of people is the confidence side in it as well too but also when they do start I'm not sure if this applies to you now Louise but they start and think okay I'm doing one minute so they go for it for one minute but then they're wrecked after the one minute and think oh my god thank god that's over but if you were I know you joke about your walking pace being faster than your running pace but if you were to run at your walking pace or even slower it would still be running but it would probably take more effort which out of you than, you know when you're yeah. you're walking along and yeah. you're walking like you're power walking so mm-hmm. you're flying along but like when I go to run it's like literally t- in my head going right lift your leg lift your foot one mm. two you know mm. actually off the ground mm. how about imagining something different I, I coach a running technique t- all about making running feel easier on your body and less effort it's called she running and what it is it uses a lot of imagery to try and make your running feel easier it, it includes um, elements of posture and things like that as well. But one of the things images I give to people who are starting out is imagine you're on a treadmill. So imagine the road is like a treadmill. So it's coming at you. All you need to do is pick up your feet to let the road disappear underneath you. Now it's hard to describe Mm -hmm. on radio. (laughs) And the second thing would be as we're sitting here and... um, we kind of slouch, you know, a lot of people. So when we're running, we adopt our postures that we've used all day long, whether it's in a car yes. or sitting down or just yes. one leg, cro- well, not quite one leg crossed, but, you know, <laughs> people complain about one hip and another, so, you know, yeah. we're a product of our lifestyle during the day, not just our running. So we go outside and we expect it to be easy or we expect it almost to be hard, you know, whatever we yeah. expect it'll be. But by warming up properly and by taking those first couple of minutes so slow that, you're nearly embarrassed that, you know, people are overtaking mm. you walking, then your body bad- gradually builds resilience in that. Am I building in technique and strength? It does come. But She's going situations. to do
2: it because I'm putting a challenge on the table here today <laughs> to Louise.
0: Oh, you sly the- fox. You
2: know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else I, there. I was,
7: but I realized i I'm on air. Uh, I'll tell you after.
2: Uh. <laughs> You're going to do a 5K before this year is over. Now, we're only in March. There's loads okay. of time, OK? OK. Will you take that on yes. to do a 5K? And you can keep in touch with Mary mm. here, who'll, you know... Uh, look,
1: Louise can come to one of my workshops. There's, there's okay. a bonus for you now. Oh, for OK. Workshop, Thank you. Running All technique. Right. Two hours okay. to make your running easier. There you go.
2: Just for two hours. Will you do that?
1: Yes, I will. OK. I will. Well, so now, I could around. fall over. Or I could come back here going, I walked the 5K. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You'll come back here and you'll have... Tried it properly, and you'll know yourself now, what works and what does Our isn't.
2: first challenge is set down on late lunch <laughs> this afternoon, with Mary Jennings. I, I read actually this thing in depth when Louise told me this. I, I I reread it again. I think her problem is, and I just see it here. <laughs> she's not wearing the right gear, Mary. You're okay, I have
7: to get rid of the wellies <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that's the first thing we're going to do. Wrong. But she's going to do that for us anyway. I promise Basically. you. That's great. Yeah. So we have that challenge set in stone. I
7: keep on, you might uh, never see me again. <laughs> that's
1: it. It's far. Careful, it's addictive. <laughs>
2: (laughs) It's Forrest Ferreter. Yes, she's gone. She's away on that year or more running. So she is. Thanks a million, Louise. Let's talk for a moment uh, about uh, starting running.
1: Feasible at any age, Mary? I think um, yes in one word. But I suppose the caveat on that would be no matter what age we are, we all have a different history behind us, whether it's injuries, illness, lifestyle. And if you have any concerns about um, your health, it's certainly worth getting a GP approval. Secondly, I would say if you've done nothing for ages and you you know, fancy being a runner, get, become a walker first. Mm. If you can walk comfortably for 30 minutes at a brisk pace, get get that routine established a couple of times a week and then gradually move into the running by doing a walk-run combination. I think people who go from nothing to doing too much too soon may end up with... Louise's attitude to it or other people or worse again injured you yeah. know and I think it's trying to build it up slowly and gradually is the way to do um, I wouldn't see age as being a factor necessarily it's more attitude as a thing but also being sensible to and not running through pain or, or not doing anything where you know you're pushing your body beyond mm. you really I believe when you're starting out shouldn't be out of breath that much you know if you go with someone else and you chat to them along the way then you're both talking, which means you're both breathing and yes. you're both not being, you know, pushing yourselves tip there, too much. Yeah. But otherwise your body seizes up too tight and then your head starts thinking, Oh no, I'm not able for this. I see a lot with beginners starting out that they're self conscious of, Oh no, what if somebody sees me running? Mm. So they feel like they need to look like a runner and they're taken off like they're in the Olympics. But um I suppose to remember that Nobody out there knows if you've just started running or if you've been running for the last half an hour or the last two hours, you know, so it's to try and, you know, try and it it takes time. But to not be worried about what other people think is a big thing as well. And that helps you control your pace and and your enjoyment. This book
2: is called Get Running by Mary Jennings. Mm -hmm. I have a lovely copy. I've read it. And uh, Mary's going to sign it for you. Would you like to get running? Here's the question today. We mentioned a 5K that Louise is going to do. To the nearest mile, how many miles are in 5K? Now, that's a difficult question. To the nearest mile, how many are in 5K? If you like this spook, come on, get WhatsApping or texting straight away to us, 086 1800 658. More from Mary after the break. I love this, and you love it too, Mary. Hi, Jerry. I couldn't run five minutes, but I started doing one minute at a time, like Mary has been suggesting there, and I have now done a number of 5Ks, 10Ks, and a number of half marathons. If I can do it... At Anyone can. Go, Louise, go. You can do it slow and steady. Yeah. I like that. Thank Very you indeed good. for that lovely comment. And they're coming into to us. Yes, they know the kilometres and miles for a copy of the book, Get Running. Look, this book is set out, I, I, I mean, brilliantly. It takes you from A to Z. Is that you and your previous incarnation?
1: I, I think it's a bit of that. <laughs> I think most of uh, anything I've done running-wise for people tends to be on a bit of an Excel spreadsheet. It's structured. It's planned. And... Um, get everyone to look eight weeks ahead from where they're going, work back from it, build in your life around it, make your time for running and be sensible about what you do in every run and I think that way you can see your progress you can enjoy it but yeah it is it's probably quite structured in terms of whatever stage you're at if you're on a running comeback it shows you how to slap back in and how to pick it up if you're thinking of the long distance it shows you how to build that gradually and if you get to your 5k and want to stay there and enjoy it and stay happy out there's a section on, on keeping it up. And I think through. that's
2: a wonderful achievement even if you get to oh, 5k and that's your thing That's Isn't the biggest that great? running
1: achievement if, like for Louise we'll just pick on her again <laughs> to get from nothing to 5K, <laughs> 5k is massive because she's changing her mind from <laughs> (laughs) from being someone who doesn't run to being a runner. After that, it's just numbers. And yes, they're great achievements of doing longer distance and faster times. But from nothing to 5K makes you a runner. And it's such freedom to be able to get out there and just clear the head and and feel better, you know.
2: I think there'll be no stopping our Louise, when she gets to the 5. Watch (laughs) this space, as they say. How, How often do you run?
1: If I'm honest with you, I run less now than I have done the last few years. I have... I've been writing a book for the last year (laughs) and I have a two year old little boy so my long distance running right through my 30s I would have done a lot of marathons and ultra marathons and long distance like that so I would have been running quite regularly my own running at the moment I'm doing bits of park runs here and there a couple of times a week on my own possibly maybe not always but I'm coaching three or four nights a week so really my only run on my own maybe once a week to get out and, and relax but that's for me right now and mm. that's kind of what I say in the book we all go through roller coaster it's kind of a roller coaster of life and getting in the way I I don't really have the time but nor do I have the interest at the moment in running really long distance yes. because different priorities at the moment but I have my eye on other things in the oh future no, so course. I think it's just um I would recommend people three times a week but you know everyone's doing different stuff as well which complements into it but uh Yeah, it comes and goes.
2: What do you say about children? When should you start children, you know, experiencing a little bit of a run themselves? Is it too early to start them, you know, at a very young age? Should you leave it a bit later till they're more developed?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm looking at a two year old at home and I can barely keep up with him. So, you know, they're running already. (laughs) Yes. I think the problem with children is we have them sitting down. It's once they go to schools, they're sitting down more. They're, you know. Mm. So, certainly as. Young toddlers get out and about. Like my theory is fresh air every day. Like they'll do, they'll run. You don't have to tell a toddler <laughs> to run; they'll do it. Yes. And um, in terms of structured, like athletics training or anything like that I never did sport or running or anything like that in school. So I, I to be honest, I don't have the knowledge of athletics. You know, kind of track and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But certainly in schools, there's great initiatives like the Daily Mile. You know, encouraging mm. sport, you know activity in schools. I would just if it was me personally and and bearing in mind I don't have school going children age yet would be to make it fun and enjoyable. There's a brilliant thing called Junior Park Run which is a Sunday morning as well which is fun and enjoyable and you know it's not about who wins it's you build up the number of runs that you do you know and so anything that makes it fun and enjoyable I also think if the kids see the parents Getting out and doing it and take part in parkour, it becomes normal then as well. You get so, it in the family. Yeah, that's it. So, and it, it doesn't, I mean, there's a lot of competitive runners out there, and I'd be the first to say I'm not going to be the first one to run a race. <laughs> but, um, but if you're doing it for fun, enjoyment, and headspace, it's a lovely example to set for, for other people.
2: It's something you mentioned in the book as well and only dawned on me. Combining running with a hobby or an interest that you have, especially travel, is yeah. lovely, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's a great excuse to get away. It is. So, um, yeah, no, for for years, I, I suppose any of the writing I did, I started originally with a blog called Marathon Tourist, where I would go anywhere <laughs> to run, mainly for I love travel and I love food. So it was a great excuse to go somewhere and see something different. But you don't have to go too far. You can go, mm-hmm. you know, 10 miles down the road or you can go to the other side of the world but, you know, there's like-minded people wherever you go and nearly, I was suddenly saying to someone yesterday, it's at each one of those events that you end up talking to someone who recommends another one. So there's a lovely circle of people out in the running and once you get into it and certainly the people who enjoy to go travelling with it, there's, just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I too think much this temptation. is
2: a, a cracking book, honestly. It's yeah. called Get Running by Mary Jennings and we have a signed copy to give away today. 5k, how many miles to the nearest miles are there in 5k How many miles in a 5k run 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text I think you've done a great job I, I know that with this book it's brilliant honestly congratulations and uh, get this Louise of ours oh, up we will. there we'll get and running
1: in 5K. I thank think she picked much. the
2: song to take us into news at 3 it's picture this so we're picturing this Louise running and the song is addicted to you she will be addicted when Absolutely. she gets the 5k Mary Jennings thank you so much
1: thank you Jerry. thanks very much
2: as our Louise is going to find out shortly, there are three point one zero six eight six miles in five kilometers. Three point one three miles if you answered that answer, you're in rish out of winning uh, the book Mary Jennings Get Running. Today it goes to Conor Hegarty in Dundalk. Well done to you Conor, we'll be in touch and get that lovely book to you. Enjoy! Now the Student Enterprise Programme Uh, if you haven't heard about it, it's a wonderful initiative run by the local enterprise offices of Ireland. 26,000 second level students take part in this up and down the country. That's students from first to sixth year in secondary school and what they do is they Set up and run their own business and find out what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. And the Mead Enterprise County Finals are taking place today at the Knightsbrook Hotel. In County Mead, 45 teams and the winning teams will go to the national finals in Croke Park. What a day that'll be on May the 3rd. And in with a chance they'll be to be named Student Enterprise of the Year. Let's go back and join Helena Mullins. I believe there's some witchcraft in the offing. And can I say she's the all singing, all dancing Helena Mullins today?
5: Oh Jerry, it was great fun there. They just had their karaoke and I'm just gonna have a chat with some of the girls. We had a chat with a lot of the young entrepreneurs and I'm just blown away. But one I one I really liked passing now was Witch Crafts with Ruth Daly from St. Joseph's Mercy Navin. So tell us a little bit about your product. So our mini company we're doing handmade gift frames for all occasions. So you can get ones for weddings, birthdays, and just general gifting and we've been selling at christmas fairs and in our school and in local play schools and primary schools they're really creative because you're just using rocks and yeah. create like create yeah. little family portraits yeah. of of stones and the yeah. like yeah so basically it's just a frame and you put in the rocks we we put in the rocks into the frames and you can get it personalized so if there's five people in your family there'll be five rocks with little faces on them mm-hmm. and we can like our family rocks. Yeah. I believe is one of your yeah, slogans. Yeah, pun. Yeah, so. I love it. Yeah. It's such a great idea, and it's been selling well. You've yeah, been doing really well, well so far. Yeah. We've been really happy with the profit. At Christmas, we got to bring home some of the profit for a Christmas presents stuff. So, so it was great. It was good Oh, fun. brilliant! Yeah. And how did you get on there with the judges? Now we're on the oh, it the was count, good. The county final really really now. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, we won them over. I think. Yeah, with something I think good so. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, very well. And of course, we have some more here. We have printed with Ingrid Riley from Dunchokan uh, Community School as <laughs> well. Wow. So you, you've been and out with this eco-friendly material product, tell us more. So we decided that we would incorporate the idea of learning more about modern technology in TY into our TY enterprise, and then we came up with the idea of three D printed jewellery and accessories. And we chose PLA filament because it's eco-friendly, and we wanted to keep the world safe. So for all of us listening here that we might not know what that is, so explain it to us. So the three D printer uses plastic, and it melts it down into the shapes that we put into the SD. So onto the SD we put uh, files from SOLIDWORKS which is like CAD files on the computer so you draw it up on the computer amazing and so it's, so it's a 3D cool. image it's not going to yeah. be a flat image no all. they're all 3D yeah amazing and these little charms have come yeah. about and you can use these for bracelets necklaces you have uh, also lovely earrings. I love yeah. this one here oh, it's, um, so it's gorgeous it's like Love Hearts. Yeah, it's that one was for our Valentine's and Mother's Day range. So it's two little hearts and they connect together. And people in their school really like this one just because Cute. I think it's gorgeous. It's such a nice idea. I hope they're selling well for you. And of course, yeah. we're going to have a chat now with the last girl here from Carry the Music, Clara McKenna from Dylan Shockland as well. Um, the same school. And yeah, uh, yeah. how is it going for you this year? Tell us what this product is. Uh, this is a headphone holder. It stops your headphones from getting tangled. And um, we decided to make this product because let's face it, everyone's come across the problem where your headphones are tangled. It gets oh, annoying. Oh, untangle- Jerry, it. this one is made for you. There, I know you love untangling the the wires and whatnot from your fishing rods and yeah. you. You always have your wires perfectly uh, meticulously held but this is a very innovative thing and it keeps them nice and safe yeah and they're very portable as well so you can put them on your keychains but we've put a special hole into this so we keep hanging onto your keychains so it stays on, and you can carry it around everywhere. And we just thought it would be a very good idea because everyone gets annoyed untangling it all the time. And they're beautifully made as well. So this is uh, made in woodwork, is it? Yeah, our woodwork teacher um, gave us sponsorship, so he
1: got the wood for us, and we had laser printers, so we printed it out with using that.
5: Amazing! And how did you get on there with the judges? It was good, yeah, It was quite scary at the start, but then we got used to it after. Yeah, and it's great for your confidence and everything. its I'm sure you've learned a lot running your own business. Yeah, it's completely different. I've never done anything like it before. Would it, would it maybe um, spark an entrepreneurial streak in you for the future? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, who knows? The future yeah. is bright and it's in great hands. Very best of luck to you now in the county finals. That is it here from the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim. Thank you so much to uh, Caroline Lynch for, have, for inviting us along from uh, the Meath Local Enterprise offices. And I just can't believe the talent here today. I really uh, wouldn't like to be a judge for all these fantastic young entrepreneurs. It's back to you in studio for now, Gerry. And I'll be picking out a few more bits for you, hopefully from the rest of the students here. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks, Alina. Bring me back that gizmo, yes, for untangling the lines. You have to have great patience being an angler with lines. You'd want to see me computer bag every morning as well with the headphones and all the tangle that has to be unwound there as well. Best of luck to everybody there and whoever wins going forward to the national finals, I'm sure they'll do County Mead proud. Now, Irish dancing was axed from the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Rojada for safety reasons, along with gymnasts uh, performing as well latest is that uh, there's been a change in the stance of the committee that it's all back on now you can gyrate your body in gymnastics in the Drahada Parade and dance your way round the route, is that right Anthony Lynch, chair of the Drahada Parade dancers and gymnasts okay now to take part
0: oh, they were never stopped well wh- uh, I don't know how this this got crossed over. it's a storm in a teacup I think it was nobody was ever stopped from the parade. So, so it's just a wrong use of if a the, if the wrong word, where, as far as we are concerned.
2: Where, where did it come from? Because this was all, uh, splashed all over the place. Somebody said something to say uh, they won't be part of it. Did somebody on your committee or somebody say something to that effect?
0: No, nobody on our committee ever uh, said anything of that nature. There's only uh, three of us that really speak to the papers or to the radio and nobody has said, said anybody's bad. Okay. Nobody was ever bad.
2: All right, so you're saying and, this was never said, despite it was picked up from somewhere or somebody, but you're saying categorically today to me, Anthony, on late lunch, that Irish dancers and gymnasts will be participating in Drahad on Sunday?
0: Everybody. Everybody's welcome, and I hope it's a good day and they enjoy the parade. And everybody, every group, anything that enters, once we have their entry form, everybody's welcome. I'd say the mix-up came from what we are trying to do is to keep the parade marching, yeah. moving, so there's no gaps to fill up. Mm. Now, the performers, I'm not picking out anybody individually, but performers do stop and do perform. But what happens is they're holding up the whole parade behind them. Okay. And what we need to do is to keep the parade moving. Now, if people want to dance, they can dance while they're moving. Okay. There is is dances that you can do like that. Right. And, and, And other performers perform, but they're moving when they perform. Okay, mm-hmm. so no, that, Anthony, even, it,
2: even in front of the reviewing stand, they won't be uh, stopping there, they'll be moving on their way, passing by to keep the whole thing flowing. That's the idea, yes. isn't it?
0: And, and, and anybody that wants to perform can do it after the parade and, and in front of the people that's still around because we, the, the people are around for a good while. Mm. Yeah, that, That's all. That, 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 I, I think it was a mix-up of if, uh, communication. Okay really because well, it was a word that shouldn't have been used.
2: Right the word band was that the word you're band. talking
0: about yeah. It's a word that shouldn't have been used at any stage.
2: Okay the only band really is the one that's going to play music that's the one you want to courage.
0: That's the one we want. We want plenty of bands and music and plenty of life and plenty of jigging around on the roads.
2: <laughs> Anthony, thank you for clarifying that today. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Oh, OK, no problem, Barry. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Anthony Lynch there, chair of the Drogheda Parade, a storm in a teacup. He says, well, somebody said something that was picked up on and uh, they have certainly uh, peddled back or whatever, but it's good to hear anyway. I-, I-, I remember being involved in the parade myself and we had dancers, but we had them up on trailers and that and they danced in the trailers and the vehicles moved along. That's another... Potential solution to it, but look, children love to dance and perform in the parade, and that should always, always be part of it. Anyway, that's a lot on late lunch for this uh, Thursday afternoon. And uh, remember, you'd be crazy not to come back here and have one to join us. Yes, that's the song we're leaving you with today. See you tomorrow, Friday, for the vinyl show of the week. I remember when-
7: Well Without-